Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. What is up, gentlemen? Chance, your highness. Very nice to see you again this week. So we have another special guest for you this week. A very special guy that I met just recently. He is a 23-year-old, and he uh, actually lives in Chance's apartment complex, which was pretty cool. Uh, Super genuine guy, very authentic. That's the first thing I noticed about him, and I think he's got a couple of things that are going to inspire a lot of you. He is the founder and owner of Alpha Tech Designs, which is a web design and marketing agency. And we are just really excited to have the guy on here because, frankly, he's in, inspiring to me, and it's uh, very nice to have a like-minded guy around. So, without further ado, Andre Jones. And I, just for reference, I'm smiling between my teeth here. This is this is abnormal for me, Corbin. I think this is the most excitement you might have ever seen out of me. Yeah, Chance is usually super <laughs> melancholy. Like, I usually don't see teeth ever. It's it's usually a usually a big frown for these. So. But uh, we're 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 very 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 excited for Andre. So uh, without further ado, uh, Corbin, I don't know if you've got any questions here prepared. Chance, I always have questions prepared. Um, so Andre, my first question is: What are some the most monumental experiences that shaped you as a person? Maybe when you were younger, maybe more recently, but just things that were impactful for you. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Corbin. Um, very good question. I'd like to start off by saying that um, my childhood was a little bit different. Um, I grew up primarily with a single mother. I have a twin sister and a little brother. So life was a little bit different. Um, we did struggle quite a bit. So um, I saw that struggle a lot in my mother. And uh, I saw how hard she worked and how she was able to accomplish things through her adversity. So um, one of the things I really say as a child um, that really impacted me most is just um, the day-to-day experiences of um, going to school, kind of being around other kids and seeing how life was for them you know, on a different side and then, um, and then I going back home and that's saying how it was for me and living through that but um, it, it inspired me um, to see that you know anything is possible regardless of where you come from you continue to work and um, that's one of the biggest things that I would say that shaped me as a young man um, growing forward as I continue to get older um, I got my first job my first job really shaped me because it taught me a lot about the workplace and how the work actually is so prior to that I was just an athlete you know really good with school but well, that first job gave me an opportunity to understand what it's like to be um, in an environment where you have a boss, you have coworkers, and kind of understand that, you know, your role in helping the business operate. And it kind of started my, my brain turning a little bit about how businesses run and kind of how um, instead of being a worker, you know, how do you be that person that's on the other end that's giving, not necessarily giving orders but leading people and stuff like that. So um, that led me into college. Um, some things that happened there, I, I became a leader pretty quick. Uh, on the football field, you know, it was it was shaky in the beginning, but um, those experiences and kind of what I went through shaped me more in the classroom and as a young young adult. Uh, throughout those four years, um, I was able to grow on campus to be a campus leader, uh, a lot of leadership positions, student ambassador with President Society, working next to the president, and it just reminded myself of my childhood once again and kind of what it was like living on that lower spectrum, and then you having that ability to change that and um, having the opportunity to. Um, create opportunities for yourself and uh, continue to push forward through my own adversity and continue to prevail and uh, eventually see some light and uh, kind of see what it's like when you um, invest in yourself and kind of see where that can take you. Wow, man, that, that's awesome. And I, I will tell you, I have to have to give you compliments. You're, you're very well spoken, you know, a, a, an ideal podcast guest, if you will. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, 
I wish I was able to speak that well the first time that we recorded this podcast. That sounded elegant. <laughs> so um, I have a follow-up yeah, question from that. So I think it's very intriguing. Um, I personally met Andre about the same time frame as Corbin. So this is all new information to me. So I enjoy truly learning about Andre. Um, and I have a genuine question out of curiosity. With that first job that you had, you said, you know, you looked at a leadership role that you you saw the work that you were doing, but you kind of looked at that leadership role and admired that and wanted to, you know, someday possibly be in that position. Could you talk us through maybe a day that you experienced that or how you transitioned to that leadership mindset within that first job? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I would say particularly was one day, um, I remember the guy pretty vividly and um, he was a pretty good manager, but his, his tone at times were, it was a bit off, I would say, you know, and some of the workers would take it more personal, but um, I just kind of took it as it was, you know, he was doing his job and just kind of watching how he maneuvered uh, throughout that day and kind of like setting people in the line when things were things were going wrong, you know, cooks in the back, not necessarily going doing too well. You know, um the waitress says to some of the staff just kinda of having issues. It was a it was a pretty hectic day. But um he was able to kinda of manage that, um, and get everything back smooth running and uh seeing someone, you know, um even him being of Latino descent, being a leader in that in that workplace. Um that's not that's not something particularly I'm I'm used to, but um you know, he did I feel like he did a really good job of being able to um relate to everybody in the workplace. So he was just learning English. I must admit he was a, a new manager in place, but the fact that his, his, um, his weaknesses that he also had that I noticed as well, um, he was able to not only, I won't say hide those things, but being able to kind of use them in a the way to help because um, he used those weaknesses to help him better communicate with people and be authentic. But his leadership qualities that he held, um, being a new person in that position and um, with I also recently been at the job, showed me that it's not necessarily where you come from, but it's the ability to um, no, the fight past that adversity. It's, just, it's speaking back to my childhood and just watching him kind of go through day to day of growing um, as his English continued to get better over the years. I worked there for two years, so I saw him start out as well with me and to see him grow now into an even larger leader and onto a different workplace. But it just um, day to day was really awesome watching him because he he had to be stern. You know, he could be friendly and nice, but when times needed to be stern, he was able to do that. And uh, watching a leader who who leads correctly, it inspires you to be one yourself because you can see how it can impact people and how you can help an environment and maybe pretty hectic, such as a restaurant on a busy Sunday, you know, on Mother's Day and Father's Day. But he was able to handle that. So that those particular days where it was really hectic, crazy, and um, you know, he handled it well. It just showed me that, you know, like I said, it's not where you're from. It's just how you handle things and how you carry yourself and how you push forward. Well, uh, it seems to me like you've really, because of your childhood, maybe as early as seeing it with your mom, like you just you respect someone who can run through a storm and keep their cool and be able to handle situations. Is, is that fair? Oh, very much, very much. I do. Yeah, it's. Um, like I, I would say, person just seeing that and living through that day to day, you um see um the look on your mother's face and kind of the torment and the the turmoil that her body and what she's go through, and you see that this is a single mother doing this. Um, I'm a young man who's who's going up in a generation where opportunities are are now created, necessarily handed to us, but we can create them. So it's like I give myself no reason, no excuse why I can't accomplish. If she can give all she got in the situation that she was in, you know, minimum wage was seven twenty five. There was no a lot of people getting paid nine or ten dollars. You know, it was just that that flat line. You know, her being able to provide. Um, now people looking at you know twelve to fifteen dollars minimum. So it's like even that generally changing. It's like opportunities are there. So I have no excuse not to um, prevail and push myself. 
So first off, before we even get into the questions that we were going to ask, I think this displays a huge leap of faith in itself as the inspiration led you to live that great life, to, you know, to persevere and inspire to be a leader when, you know, it, you go through those difficult times and you could have taken a completely different path. Uh, so props to you. That is that is wonderful to hear. I think that in itself already displays a portion of faith right there. Um, now kind of transitioning, uh, I would like to um, ask our, our famous question here. Um, unless, Corbin, I don't know if you have anything before this. I'm, I know I'm jumping into the goods right now, but... I, I actually I actually do. I had a qu- okay. another question yeah, go for him. Just a follow-up. What do you think seeing that anguish with your mom did to you? Like, do, do you think it... Like, how has it impacted your life now? Like, it, it seems like you've had a complete... Because of that, a complete mindset shift to where now you, you were just... It seems like it unlocked your like your potential or what you perceived your potential to be. So, so what did that do for you? Would you say? Um, I mean, uh, me in my lame terms, in my terms, I would say it's kind of. I would say for some people, it kind of wake up a dog in you. That's kind of the term people use for. It's like that that engine you have inside you. In beginning, starting out my my initial drive, and um, this is kind of the thing that some people struggle with. My drive personally was watch my mom go through that struggle. You know, my I didn't want her to go through that. So I feel like I was the leader of the family. Uh, being the oldest son that I was taking on that road to better to uh, grow and help my family get out of the situation and better lead my younger siblings. But as we as I got older and I got more towards college, my mother was able to not only self provide but also do more. So my drive was no longer just attached to the fact that she wanted to do better and help her get better because she showed me that she could and she continued to do that. So I had to find that thing in me that was going to keep me going. So it's nice more of instead of me doing it for her, it's for my family to kind of be an example for not only myself, not but the community and the people around me. So it just started off as a little initiative to kind of that drive. My engine first started when I realized that my mother was really giving what she got and it's now that she had that in her. So I got to do that same thing. I understand what it is to kind of push myself and elevate it from just her to now not only my family but other people around me, you know, with my business now, businesses. So uh, that's kind of how that transition. Great, man. Great. So, Chance, you wanted to dig into the nitty-gritty? Oh, yeah, of course. I get excited about it. Um I mean, I'm I'm excited about this whole podcast. To be quite honest, uh, the interview the interview ease is it was a great idea. Anyways, um, Andre, so I've got a great question for you, um, and it is centric to our podcast and our season theme. Uh, we are curious about a time that you displayed faith, that you had faith through either courageousness or boldness, um, and this could be sometime recent, something you've done, um, you know, take your time thinking about this, but maybe one specific instance, one big moment where you displayed faith. And this is kind of also, you didn't have to, to take this route. You didn't have to take this leap of faith. This was something that you said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the path less traveled. I'm gonna take the leap of faith through courageousness or boldness. And we're going to see, see how it goes. Really great question. I have to have two answers for that. This one is actually more recent. Um, it's more of my personal life experience, but um, it just it just kind of played a part and let me know uh, deep down inside what type of person I was and who I really was. But uh, I was at, out at an event um, 
it was a little fun, like a little a little um get together. Um, out in Stokes, there a little island party, and um, we it was boat transportation back and forth to where we were located at. And um, as it got a little bit darker towards the night, um, I noticed that our boats, you know, wasn't exactly equipped like they should. But um, we had an issue where it was time to go. A lot of people wanted to leave, and the boats were crowded, so we had to kind of get some people off and get going. So my group was finally able to get our boat and get on and get settled. But we had a few extra bodies on our boat, so some people had to get off. Um, in the heat of the moment, you know, people been out kind of having a good time and fun. Some people began to get upset. Somebody decided to take the boat key um, for my boat driver. So um, during this process, the boat key being taken, and um, in a, a difficult situation, our boat began to float away from where we were stationed at. And um, unfortunately, without a key, and um, a few people on the boat that can't quite swim, I don't think floating out was the best idea. So that's when the critical thing can come into place. Well, what can we do initially to stop the boat from going any farther to kind of keep it keep it shallow? Well, we were close enough to the edge where if somebody were to get out and uh, grab the anchor or the rope that was connected to it, we can just kind of pull it back. And um, that was our initial step. So um, as as everybody's kind of sitting around deciding on what to do, um, I'm just kind of looking around like, well, I, I know the idea. It seems like nobody else is going to do the thing. And it's like something inside me was like, you have to react. It's like a... I don't know, it's like a, a something kind of controlled me, like, you know, you have, to, you have to respond. You know, you know what to do. You know, you can get in that stretch and you just do your initiative and do it. So I was like, well, this is what we're going to do. You know, so I'm going to give you, tie, my, tie the rope to my shoe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off. You give it to me. I can swim close enough where I can have someone help me pull it to the shore. Um, f- unfortunately, the idea uh, didn't work out as planned because the shoe wasn't tied correctly. Uh, so my first shoe went off floating. So I said, well, time my second shoe. Time my second shoe through the shoestring so that the shoe won't fly off. You know, things will work out. So unfortunately, the boat floated out a little bit farther. But um, I was still able to swim out, grab it, and swim back to shore. Um, and once I did get the boat back to shore, um, the boat, the guy that was actually on the boat helped me get it tied up and stuff like that. We kind of sat and relaxed for a while. But um, it was more of me in that moment. I was thinking of not just myself because I knew push come to shove, I can swim. I don't know, it's something I've practiced, I've done for a while, but not everybody on this boat, I, I could say was able to do that. So um, my initiative was, well, if something were to happen, you know, especially when having the amount of people we have, um, you know, lives are on the line, you know, and the, and the people who ran the event are also at risk. I mean, even those who was associated with it, vicarious liability, you know, a lot of people are associated. That's a big issue. So I just did what I what I thought was right, what I knew I could do. I didn't doubt my ability. I just jumped out and grabbed the boat, the boat anchor and kind of swung back and brought it back to the shore. So that moment just kind of showed me that um, my leadership ability to take initiative, that um, I'm, I'm a leader. I don't like following people. Um, you know, decisions need to be made. Somebody need to make it done. Somebody need to get it done. If it's you, get it done. So in that situation, that specifically, um, I saw an opportunity where I could help people out uh, as well, save myself and um and a lot of other people as well. So um, I just took the opportunity and um it ended up showing me just like again who I was as a person, you know, am I I'm not afraid to kinda of be who I am. You know, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, some people got positive comments, some people negative saying why he do that. At the end of the day, I feel like I need to, to do what needed to be done to not only save myself but other people and I I felt comfortable in what I did. And um, you know, I don't feel bad about it. Some people still think it's crazy that I decided to jump out and uh, save a boat. But I'm thankful that those 12 lives are good. <laughs> so it's a thing that I don't I don't regret. But like I say, it kind of shows me what type of person I am. That is awesome. I, one thing I love about you is that you are one of the few people that act out of inspiration as opposed to fear, yeah. which is very 
cool and insightful and people some someone I, I like being around you know we we met up I had no problem with it man I, I mean I, I like I like I've liked getting to know you already and this is just a another another intro to that because you may or may not realize that there were very few people who 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 would do that as, as you can tell there were 12 other people in the boat and they they didn't do what you did you know maybe they were acting out of fear or waiting for someone else to act and thankfully you had you you experienced the gut intuition and then you did it like, like you didn't question it which is important because I feel like a lot of us get in the stage of, oh, I'm feeling it, and I'm being told to do this. In, in my experience from a Christian viewpoint, the, the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm being told to, to do something. And as opposed to sitting there and going, well, that's probably not it, right? Like, come on, let me let me sit in the boat. Um, so it's really refreshing to hear somebody that would, would do it and listen to it. Corby, you know a story this makes me think of, right? The one that I wrote about in my book? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very literal, actually. I, I didn't I didn't anticipate that. Yeah, it was, and it and it connected it connected it every way possible. So, Corbin, I'm curious. Do you actually remember the specific verse? I know that's a that's a tough test of knowledge. It's Matthew. I feel like it's 14 is where we're sitting. For reference, guys, we're talking about where is it? Paul. Paul walks out of the boat. Uh, no, it's not Paul. It's Peter. Peter. It started with a P. I was close. But yes, Peter. <laughs> it was really good. I think. <laughs> I think it was super good. Like you, you got really close. Anyway, what were you saying? No, no, I was just saying it. Y- y'all check out that that uh, the Bible story where Peter gets out on yeah. the water. I think that's very, very relatable to Andre's story in itself, and the courageousness and the boldness. Yeah, and and uh, when when my book is released, like I said, it, it's written. We just got to edit it, but. That's the first story, and I actually break down that story and how we can use faith to overcome fear. And I, I sort of analytically turn that and, and make it more practical in that way. But yeah, actually, you know, there was 11 other people in the boat. So the, the story is basically Jesus is standing out in the water. And what, Chance? Andre, how many people did you say were in your boat? It was 12 total. <laughs> yeah, so, so they added one more disciple uh in that boat um but but yeah they had one other guy you know like jimmy you know um john james jimmy um but anyway so yeah there there was 11 disciples you know and jesus was standing out on the water and they all sort of came up and they were like oh no it's not jesus it's a ghost you know this can't be he's not out there you know and peter was like "If, if it's you you know say something basically and then he started walking on the water but but the walking towards Jesus. But the thing was, there was 11 other disciples in the boat, and they didn't move. So that, that sort of shows you the ratio of people who have the faith and do bold things versus the people that fail to, to fail to launch. So, kicking it back to you, Andre, you, you said there was two stories. I don't know if you recall the second one. I'm very curious um, of the other instance of faith that you displayed. <clears throat> Thank you, Chance. So my second instance, um, it's a little bit less exciting than the first one, but to me personally, I, I really like it a lot. But it's about a year ago, um, around when I graduated, May of 2020, um, I, I feel like I was personally well qualified, but um, I had a hard time finding a job. Um, we are familiar with COVID hitting and um, causing a splurge in uh, 
a lot of at home jobs. So it requires more people who was um, more professional, who was more um, fitting for the job, was first on that list for the work working from home. So I had a I had a few months where I kind of did some jobs that um, really drained me mentally. I wouldn't say the physical part is more mental, and I felt like um, I was very stagnant. And this were um, I kept feeling like you know I've I've traveled quite a bit during this time, and I I was interested in websites. Um, with my degree business administration IT, I've took some courses in web development. You know understood marketing and I felt like you know I was able to create things for people that would help them advance or level up in a way and it, it always stayed on my mind often was like creating things whether it's an app whether it's a website or something that's always had to be created that's not already put in place so this is just one day I was like you know I can build I can build websites for people you know it's a it's, it's a big leap it's a lot of learning because you have to take more things into consideration about understanding websites being broken down SEO um understand marketing and also social me- social media platforms as well so it's one of the things where I, I thought about it for a while and I was just struggling with the workplace and found a job that was truly bringing me happiness so I decided I was going to just try it out so um, I decided to get me a company name a brand name uh, created me a logo, and I said I was going to start simple with free. We're working with some friends and getting them started. So my very first website was a, a good friend of mine. who was my mentor and brother, um, Jaquint Thompson, out in Greenville, Tennessee. Uh, go JQ, Zilla Performance. But um, the very first guy I worked with, and um, he was a, a local guy as well. He was just starting out his personal business, so we both were at a starting phase. And uh, he walked with faith every day, and um, we decided we was going to take this adventure as brothers, as young men, and then we was going to grow our companies. And um, my faith has empowered me from that point on to now. Um, I feel very confident in uh, my abilities to help out other companies, and I've done that so far. And it's been every time I get a new client, it's not even the, the money that I'm happy about. I'm happy that I'm knowing that they chose me to be able to expand their company instead of somebody else because I like to be very authentic. You know, I want to give you your correct bang for your buck, and I want to make sure you're taken care of um, all throughout the year. So that that really pushed me to just be, to be able to help people out in the way in which I've learned a skill. Cool, man. Cool. Um, let me ask you this. Because, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own company is sort of an out there, outside of the box thing for most people. Did you have anybody, for lack of a better term, haters who were who were saying, you know, Andre, you, you've lost your mind. This is a leap. Go get a job. Anything to that magnitude? Yeah, I've, I've had people who um, I've kind of get an idea to was like, you sure you want to you know, create a business? You can go into the workplace and work for somebody else. And I had a few friends who was kind of hesitant about it, thinking, like, I'm not sure, you know. Is that something you want to do? Can you maintain that? that it's going to be more time out of your day. You know, so it's a big commitment to want to open a business or an industry that um, that requires your time to be taken. But um, I just took that as fuel you know, to power myself because it just let me know that it's just showing how different you are, you know, and you've been able to take that step and knowing that um, I'm not walking by myself. Um, even if I feel like I'm by myself at times, I know I got my faith with me. You know, what I'm doing is right. So I, I just took it as fuel. I kept my faith forward, and um, I decided to do what I had to do. And so your work really lights you up then, I'm assuming. Like, like the work you do, it really makes you feel alive. Like, it, it, it does more than just going out and working for somebody else and, and building their dream. As opposed to doing that, you're, you're building your own. Would you, would you say that? Uh, I'd agree, yes. Um, it, just, it just, I don't, I can't really describe the feeling. Um, for a lot of people who are in, in their passions or things that really care about their brains and joy, they will greatly understand. But it's one of them things where, like, um, it's like a family that's having a baby, you know, it's just like, it's new and it's, 
it's it's an adventure in front of you because every industry is different, every website is different, and uh, even the owner and the manager that you talk to with that company is different. So it's not like I'm I'm doing the same mundane tasks um, each and every day all the time. It's I I get to network with new people, I get to be able to travel and to meet new people, and also I get to better client with other people that's in locations that I never thought I would be client at. But it just shows me that how you're working, um, you know, and being able to expand yourself and grow. And uh, take on that challenge and walk in faith allow you to better create opportunities for yourself that someone who maybe has not tried to take that um that risk or that that jump yet to, uh, that, that they don't have yet. So I'm um, just kind of show me again, you know, what that what walking by faith can really do. So you were talking through how you were doing some free versions, and you mentioned you know you had the confidence at this point you were getting the fuel to continue on. At any point in this beginning stages, did you have any doubts and, you know, tough times that you had to work through to re-motivate yourself or to struggle through to continue on? And if so, could you talk us through a little bit of those doubts and how you overcame those? Most definitely. That's a that's a really good question. Um, I've battled that quite a few times, actually. Um, I actually first encountered that issue when I started working a regular nine to five. Um, you know, I've read a lot. I kind of see my other mentors, entrepreneurs mentioned balancing your schedule, but I never really knew um, how to take it into consideration until it hit me. So um, I had a little part-time job at Food Line, which is pretty exhausting because I was doing a lot of lifting and stuff in the back with the truck. You know, I would get home and, uh, you know, I got constantly to talk to and business to handle, but there was days where I just felt like I didn't have everything in me. And uh, I know being an entrepreneur, that's, that's more than just a day or a week. That's a that's an everyday thing for us because we always got people responding to, helping people out and things like that. So it, it, I had to really let myself know um, if this is something I'm going to do, I'm going to have to get past those rough times. And then as as I would say, it relates back, it relates back to college and in school and growing up, you know, those hard times. My mom didn't complain. You know, she did what she had to do. You know, I didn't I didn't see her cry. You know, cause she didn't she didn't let us see her vulnerable stage because she was always showing her strong stuff for us. So I, I can tell myself, you know, if she can do that, then you no, know, this is me just going through something small that I can handle. So I, I remind myself of who I am, uh, kind of where I've come from and where I've accomplished, and I still have a lot to go. They continue to motivate me at times where I feel like I'm just, um, I don't know, I guess down at times and maybe feel a little inconsistent. And that's also where I've incorporated having uh, people around me and friends that also help help hold you accountable. Because when you surround yourself with great people who are also looking to do great things, you you feel more accomplished at times and you feel able, able to do more things because you know that that partner, that um, that business or whatever that you're networking with, that you're connecting with is also on that same path. So it lets you know that you're not alone in your battle of uh, battling inconsistencies and tiredness and, uh, you know, sometimes being lost, even reaching out for help, just a part of the process that we all get used to. And it's just a part of, you know, the greater plane. You got to go through it. So if I never go through, I never understand how to how to uh, maneuver it and how to uh, better get past it. That is great, man, because I, I think people don't realize that businesses, especially scalable businesses, take a while to build. Like it, it isn't something that just happens immediately. And I think a lot of people miss that because we think of, okay, go work a job. I'm going to work this many hours, then I'm going to be paid for it. I'm going to be compensated immediately for it. But with this, the, the upside is substantially higher than, than a job would ever be. But the beginning stages, it take there is doubt. Because it's a new thing. Hey, there's nobody that's paved the road for you. You're going through the jungle, and all you've got is a machete, and you're just going. You don't know what's going to be around the next curve. And I think it's really cool and insightful to hear that you overcame doubt 
by surrounding yourself with the right people because I relate with that on a lot of levels. Like, I, I've had a lot of moments in my life, and I know this is your interview, but I really relate with you on this because, you know, I had moments of doubt. And the last episode I just did on me shifting careers, and I had a lot of days where I was like, should I really be doing this? And depending on who I got around, that determined my mind for that day the people that I talked to and went for support. So, yeah, I really relate with you. I was thinking the exact same thing that you were talking about, Court. I'm glad you mentioned that as far as the relatability just between y'all two. Um, so, yeah, definitely surround yourself with those people who make you successful. I think that is a great little nugget there from Andre. Um, and there was something else, and I'm trying to think about it. I can't. What was it? I had two Well, things. I've got another comment, too, while you're thinking. I mean, because literally before, right before I met... Andre, this is maybe some divine intervention here, I feel at. I was literally looking for entrepreneurial groups, and Chance can tell you this. It was the day of it. And I was like, you know, I need to be around people who are like-minded, because otherwise I am accruing limiting beliefs based off of the people I'm around. So I was like, what a, what a blessing there. Yeah, Chance, what you, what you got, homie? It was, it was the nugget of... You always said, Andre, this is y'all just. It, this is great. This is a great little nugget for y'all to take from this. And Andre's saying all that. This is just. This is wonderful. You go to you. What what is your what is the terminology? You you fail as fast, not fail as fast as you can, but you you're going to fail. So go on and like, oh yeah, get it out of the way so that you can grow. Um, I don't know. That was just a little nugget there. I, that that was very inspirational. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a lot from this. Yeah, it's like when you're when you're walking through a maze and you're trying to get to the other side of the maze. But when you go through a maze, you know, you go to the corner and you're like, okay, that's not the way. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if you've got the wrong people standing in the corner being like, okay, you just go out, just go back out the entrance, dude. Like, like there's really no sense. You're just going to run into a bunch more of these corners. You're going to end up quitting and not building what you actually wanted to build and building your dream. But if you've got a guy like Andre in that corner... He's going to go, all right, let's go try another way to get out of the maze. So, Andre, uh, kind of transitioning, well, not transitioning, staying on the same topic of you and your business. I'm curious of when you wake up in the morning and you start maybe that first thought that comes in your head about your business, about being able to control what you're doing, doing what you love. Could you walk us through that thought process of whenever those thoughts start running into your head and how you feel knowing that you've got a business, knowing that you get to work on it? I'm a very analytical person, so that's a really good question. Um, I always start the morning off by praying. Uh, I give I give God thanks first, being able to wake up that morning. And I have a whiteboard in my room. I'm not for many who I'll use those, but um, I find it very useful because it reminds me I have to see it when I get up. Without a doubt, no matter what or when, I have to look at that board to see what is going on. So that is now my outlet to be able to record what needs to get done in the morning time, what's following the next day, and what I have not completed the day before. And lets me know what clients I need to get in contact with, kind of where I'm at on my project timelines with certain different projects I'm working on. It kind of keeps me also in track of my goals and stuff like that as well. So that really um, helps keep me in alignment. Uh, it's kind of how my mornings are. Um, I keep it consistent. It's an everyday thing. Like I said, really having a whiteboard right there when you get up, so you can't miss it. You know, bold letters on your board, what has to be done, a quote to kind of keep you going and just remind yourself of who you are. And I could check this has really been very helpful in keeping everyday day-to-day tags um, in alignment and stuff like that. Got it. Yeah, I think that's cool. You sort of you sort of set your foundation in the morning. 
on rock as opposed to sand. And, you know, you're, you're able then to, to wield the storm of the day. Because, I mean, as an entrepreneur, I think there's, like I said, the upside is enormous. But doubt's everywhere, especially initially. And I feel like, I feel like faith is almost a prerequisite to, to do it well and to be able to, to go through those storms. So that, that's really cool, man. So I'm curious, where did the whiteboard idea come from? Um, really good question. Um, Instagram was a really big uh, source of information for me, um, knowledge-wise. And uh, a lot of mentors, entrepreneurs mentioned um, the small things. Uh, it dates back to the classroom. Um, when we were kids, you know, whiteboard had assignments. When you did math that on the whiteboard. Sentences when you had the correct grammar was on the whiteboard. So it's like that was always an outlet when you came into the classroom, you seen the whiteboard and what was due. So take that same learning concept and apply it to my own life. A whiteboard is a whiteboard no matter where you put it at or where you hang it at. It's the, the job of it is still to be written on. So um, I use that to be able to help me out and keep me balanced and keep me um, keep a schedule so I can kind of keep consistent in the things that were important. And uh, seeing those things every day once you get up again helps keep it on the front of your mind and help you start your day with those most important tasks and knocking out those little ones towards the end of the day. I think that's a cool nugget, too, because centering a lot of people say that they don't have enough time. I find that if you're centering yourself on principles and you're determining your priorities first thing in the morning, you now have time. You make time for the things that are actually that are important to you and most important to you, and I really appreciate that, especially on the level where nobody's telling you what to do you're making decisions based out of your own mindset from the morning. So that's, I think, very, very important and cool. Chance, did you have something? Yeah, I was actually going to ask now, and it seems like it's very clear of where you're at and the kind of the person that you've been shaped because of the success you've had, because of that leap of faith that you took. But could you talk us through the person that you kind of are today because of those leaps of faith that you have taken in the past? I would say today, I'm a very, uh, very confident version of myself. Um, even in the past year, um, post-graduation, um, I've, I believe in mental health. I definitely believe in people going through depression, but I never knew what it felt like to actually experience a small glimpse of that. But um, uh, once I graduated, it kind of put me through a slump where I was not confident in my abilities and what I could do. And even having a college degree and experience, it made me feel as if, was I, did I do the right things? You know, was I in the correct alignment to be able to set myself up for success? So it was a little period of time where I actually struggled. And that's, that, that period of struggle also made me uh, tap, tap into other parts of myself that I, um, that I need to hone on more and actually work on to, to grow. So um, I would say definitely today now, I'm a very, very confident young man you know, at the age of 23 who's working on his um, entrepreneurial life and experience that I'm confident in my abilities to be able to help out companies and businesses. And I'm also confident as I am as a person that, that, um, that lives through goodness and kindness and helping others out. You know, I don't look for reward, anything like that, because my reward is from my hard work and then the man above. You know, so my me here on earth is to be able to help out other people and is to be my authentic self. I feel like being that, um, no one can beat that. You can't beat me to somebody that's authentic. That's going to be real with you, regardless of how, how mad you are. What do you think? You know, you could be cussing me out and I say, you know, I understand. I'm sorry. You know, after a while, you're going to start with well, this person really not trying to trying to have any problems, you know. So it's just like kind of just being that and being myself and, and understanding that. Um, my I, my potential is is enormous, but I also have 
a control over that. I know as a as a man, even in society, we have a big issue with control, but we sometimes try to control things that are, shouldn't be controlled instead of more and more about ourselves and worry about our potential. And then I know if I reach my full potential, then I'm able to help people who need to be helped. And I personally believe that if I never truly invest in myself, then I can never be that man I need to be to help those people who need to be helped. You know who I'm sitting here to help out and bear to God. So that's why I really feel like as I continue to go each day, I'm confident and I'm more that. I know that when I talk to a, a business owner, you know, a friend, um, regardless of the type of communication, I know that I can I can help them grow. And then when we finish our conversation, they can bring they can take something from it. You know, most some conversations are mutual. You know, we give our energy away, we take some, but I want to always keep it mutual, or if anything, give more away at times to people who need it. So it's just kind of how I operate now. You know, I just I just smile. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy every day with my passions and what I do, and I can't beat that. You know, I'm very grateful, and I, I just hope that um, I try to help other people see that in themselves. You know, find your passions, find things that make you smile when you get up in the morning to go to work. So it's not a job anymore. You know, it's a, it's it's not a job. It's just something you love to do, and when you can reach that point where you where you happy, it's then it's easy to impact other people as well because they can see your light, they can see your energy shining, they can see that you're not there for the negative, the removing of them, but you're there to only add value and positivity. That's how I carry myself now, a, a positive, um, confident young man that's just been happy to be able to help people out who, who appreciate that and who needs it. I can just tell you, this is going to provide so much inspiration to our listeners. I'm excited. I'm inspired yes. here and now. Um, Andre in himself is so authentic, and I love it. Um, and Andre, on this, on this great train that we're on right now, we want you to share a little bit about your business, about the business part. Clearly, this is a wonderful business partner to have right here. So could you tell us just a little bit about your business, what you offer, what you do, you know, uh, where people could find you and different things like this. We are going to include information um, in our, what's it called, Corbin? In our show notes, description, in our show notes. yes, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll include um, a lot of things there, but, but Andre, take it away. Tell us what you do, the specifics, how people can find you, what you can do for people. Um, take it away. It's my favorite part right here. I can show I can help people yeah. out. Oh yeah. So, uh, Heck my yeah, business, man. um, as mentioned is a web design and marketing agency. So I'm a small business right now and I look to make, primarily focus on startup businesses and small businesses as well as kind of in a similar room as I, but, um, looking to start developing. So, um, um, my biggest thing that I offer is my web design service. So um, websites are very beneficial. I would say if you don't have a website, you're behind already because that's how everybody is found online with traffic, with 80% of traffic being through, um, the internet and, um, about 70 to 80% being mobile devices, uh, you, you have to be online to, uh, to be found in this day and age. So I figured, I found that a lot of people are missing that component, and that's a component I'm pretty good at presenting. So that's my biggest surface of web design. Um, my second one, I would say, is SEO, search engine optimization. Um, for those who are familiar with that, Google is a search engine. So you have to have certain keywords and, and phrases and things that are online for your website to be found f- because of the search engine. So I specialize in being able to identify the type of business you have and those correct keywords to be used to help you be found local for people who are like local restaurants, food trucks, anything like that. And then for bigger companies, um, that's on a larger scale, those um, setting up the SEO for those companies as well, you better be found on a global scale. Then my third thing I would say is uh, Google Analytics, um, analyzing your site. Um, traffic comes and goes. A lot of people make business decisions, but they're not quite sure what decision they should be ma- should be making. 
So with the right analytics and the right data, you can kind of see um, what people are buying more, you know, what's what's converting more, what page are people spending more time on. So I take the time to break down those things on the, what items people are booking the most so the business leaders can also understand that you know, these are your top selling items. These items are kind of mediocre. They kind of get them a kind of a little helping hand to better make decisions on where we're going to release a new product, a new ebook, remove something that's old from the catalog and things like that. So those are my biggest three services is web design, SEO, you know, Google integration help, help you get found on Google with the, um, the keyword searches and stuff like that. I do website maintenance on the side. So for those who already have a website who need to be redesigned or, like, analyzed, I also kind of go over uh, site analytics and stuff like that to kind of see if your site is actually converting. Um, I have some third-party stuff that I use to help me um, help other people out. So it's kind of like a c- consultation in a way as well. But um, those are my primary services. Um, some of the ones that I kind of help out on the side, I would say, is uh, social media integration. Um, being on social media is also important. It's a part of my marketing. So I'm really big on Instagram. I've learned a lot about Instagram and how to use that. It is very similar to Google now, keyword keyword oriented. So when you're in the search bar, instead of your discovery tab and your reels, or you will see commonly there are things that you search in your search bar you kind of look at frequently. So having a business, anything like that, if people are searching you up, or if you have a service that people kind of search up, that makes you more relevant in the search in the search bar and stuff like that. So um, I just kind of do a lot of analytics and kind of just research and stuff on the back end and I'm um, helping those business owners better still do what they do on the front end while I handle the back end stuff. So you can enjoy doing what you do and I can enjoy doing what I do. And that's how I help people out. You know, you stay happy doing the, the good stuff and I stay happy doing the back stuff. And it, it works out well. Great, man. And you're, I can tell, I mean, you're really fulfilling a, a major market need there especially in the in the air now of, of e-commerce and all the things that's come with that with with coronavirus especially I think you're you're nailing it right down the middle so I mean you know like we said well, we're going to link to that in the description so if any of you guys are interested we can send you right over to his site and and get you in touch with him uh, so so yeah chance do you have a question or do we want to keep it rolling here I was just going to say I mean you can tell Andre is very passionate about what he does he has joy from doing what he does so you can consider that as him as a partner if these are you know the needs that you have get in touch with this man he is he is joyful to work with you and for you so that's that's awesome um a passion like that in life is wonderful to have and I'm glad that that faith has brought you to that point Andre um Corbin I got one more question unless you got something I think you know the question I'm going to ask I just yeah be- before you before you ask yeah, the, uh, you the dynamite it. question, um, I just want to say it's so cool to watch someone who I also feel this way. The most satisfying things to do are to to grow personally and then give back and in, in a loving contribution to people. So I think I, I really relate on a lot of levels with that. Uh, but but chance, do you want to ask the question? I know you want to ask the question, don't you? Oh, I love the question. All right, Andre, here we go. The final question of the day is: If you had a billboard and you could put a a quote on it, any quote, could be you know, it can go down in history. So you know, think about it carefully. What would what would be said on that billboard? Yeah, yeah, we're putting this one on your monument afterwards. And for reference, I've got one more question that I like to ask after the billboard. Ugly man, this is a good one right here for you. <laughs> oh wow! Hey man, we we asked you, we asked you questions Ooh. that nobody else has probably ever asked you. Ever so asked that, that's I've the goal. Never had this question asked. It's, this is even harder than we, you know. You go to your book at the end of the year. The seniors put in a yearbook quote like <laughs> they go down. So that's even harder than that. 
it's all good, man. I can I can just see inspiration ready to pour out. We've got we've got we've got to leave this. <laughs> we've got Guys, to leave we've got Andre cramping after this question. <laughs> what's what did what did you say, Chance? Andre's cramping because of the question. Yeah, he, he is cramping. We got him cramp. Yeah, Chance, we we gotta we gotta leave this excerpt. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm gonna leave a portion of this. I'll be editing in and out. We've never had such a visceral reaction, I think, from this question. <laughs> we got a hamstring cramp today. <laughs> I think it's the fact that we say we're gonna put it down and it could go down in history. It's like no pressure. Ch- chance, chance, chance. Quickly grab the pickle juice. Grab the pickle juice. We gotta get oh, Chuck in some pickle juice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we need to have that prepped for every guest after this. Just wait, just Andre's case. Andre's leaning this way. He might have some words of wisdom. Okay, all I right. think I'm good to go, guys. Um, I missed right. it a little bit earlier, but um, I would have to say I can never help all the people that's supposed to be helped if I never truly understand who I am. And I feel like that speaks to me authentically because I'm big on realizing who you are as a person, and that really allows people to understand how to maneuver yourself throughout the world, your personal life and relationship with people because you now realize the truth of yourself and how you really feel, your emotions and how mentally strong you are and how you handle situations. Now, I find it often that in times where I struggle, it was when I didn't really know myself and who I was and my capabilities. But as I grow, as I grew in my faith, I realized that there's people who depend on me, people that I don't know yet and people that I do. And as I become the man that I'm meant to be, that job becomes even easier because I'm fulfilling out the, the, my plan. And f- through fulfilling my plan, I'm helping others fulfill theirs. That's great, man. The time taken was worth it. Heck yeah, it was worth it's it. It's not worth the cramp. It's all, it's always worth it on that question. And I'm going to ask him one more question to see if we get anything different, but if not, we can just cut it. Um so, Andre, what do you see as your life's purpose moving forward? That's a really good question. Um, I've thought about that one for a while. And um, I'm really big on educating and giving back. I feel like um, towards the end of my career, I really see myself being a, 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 an educator, um, honestly and truly, living through my life experiences and being able to share with um, the younger people and the, the generations below the, the wisdom that I have. But I do it in a different way, um, not necessarily just educating them, but I plan on eventually opening up my own technology center and creating opportunities through getting them early into the, the field of learning how they can you know, make a pretty good lifestyle with learning IT, but as well teaching them the life lessons with that. So I really would say we have to be an educator. I like giving back. I like being able to speak to people and share um, stories. That's the biggest thing that I would kept with uh, my mentors and other entrepreneurs. They have a story with the situation or, or obstacle they went through, and people really remember stories. Like old folk tales, you remember because they, they're really good, you know, and people stand out because of their story, and we all have one. And I think at the end of the day, um, being able to live through my story, being able to share that with other people will give them that, that ability to understand that um, I'm going through something, but he did as well. You know, he was able to overcome his and using that fuel to say, you know, my situation may be different, but I uh, know. Somebody else can be able to overcome theirs and, and prevail, then I can do the same thing. So give, helping people build that confidence to, like I said, understand who they are, but also prevail and succeed. Andre, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you coming on this week. Um, 
I can. You'll probably be nursing your hamstring cramp, but nonetheless, uh, we we really appreciate it. We'll have to bring a first aid kit on next week. Um, <laughs> um, but guys, uh, listeners, we love you. Um, we will bring on another special guest, another mystery person next week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But otherwise, we hope you have a fantastic week. Love you. If you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love, you can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph, depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose Podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates Program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising commissions by advertising and linking to Amazon.com and its affiliated sites. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose Podcast. See you next week.